Welcome to the Triple MCG. Welcome, Tony Squires, Mark Bosnich and Matthew Hayden. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, hello and welcome to the penultimate show. Mm. This year. Penultimate, Boz. We've got a Pen- lift, Pen- boys, today. Yep. We've got a lift. Pentathlon. Penultimate. Oh, penultimate. Yeah. The second to last show. We've got a we lift. We had a pentathlon. That means eight events. So shouldn't we say this eight days before the last show? Okay, I've just about had enough of this. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Squazzy. Yeah. At some point, we've just got to air our grievances uh, about phenomenal. what's going on. You know, Afternoon, everyone. <laughs> you know, given that it is our, our penultimate uh, and we only have one show to go after today, I, you know, it's a rush now for me just to learn as much as I possibly can about the two oh. of you before we, we pull the pin. For example, Bozza, yes, in, in this very car park in this building yes. uh, downstairs, there are boom yes. gates you, you must drive through, I don't yes. know, two or three. Would you choose to drive through the same boom gate every day? Would it no, work? no, no. I, I just do you mix it, it up? No, I do. Like, uh, you have a word to Merv, your father, about this. Mm-hmm. Use the old uh, police gut feeling. So as I'm coming up to him, I think, is it left, right, or centre today? Wow. Yeah. It's like the windows the on the gut school. feeling. Yeah. So like, you know, what did you I had choose today? To, uh, I didn't drive today, but last, oh. last yesterday I did, and mm. I had an urge to go right. Right. Okay. Well, the show was very good yesterday, yeah, so go. let, let's hope there that that's good. What about, hey, hey, if you're in a you know, workplace, there's a bathroom uh, with several cubicles. You go to one cubicle. The next time you go there, that cubicle's available. Do you choose that one or do you go somewhere different? Mm. I usually choose the last cubicle in the toilet block. Do you? Mm. Yeah. Do you? And, that's, and you'd stick with that one? It's actually often to avoid people like you. What are you um, talking about? Wow. Well, I mean, here's a guy that, that followed, allegedly followed Tom Cruise into the toilet block. Well, look, that's a story I haven't actually told. Well, that's uh, one yeah. you probably we yeah. might get to the bottom of those squashy by the end of this in the penultimate. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> this is us throwing out today's plan. Obviously, <laughs> clearly, uh, it's that kind of day. How are you going with the kids, squashy? Oh, really good. Own? good, really good. And I'm going to get to <laughs> you read the yeah. report to Kate, Melanie, Pascoe's wife. Uh, not yet, but I want to hear about your babysitting. That's going to oh, be that what phenomenal. you describe as babysitting. We'll get there very shortly. Next, so uh, very excited. Former Australian captain Ricky Ponting joins us. The KFC Summer Session. Great pleasure to welcome a man, of course, held the highest office in the land, the captain of the Australian cricket team. Boz, I think, Haydos, I think uh, if you have been the captain, it's like American presidents or prime ministers, you yeah. still should be referred to as and, captain. And, and also to have bodyguards for the rest of your life. Correct. And, you, uh, and you, a retirement package. And your everything. own office in the city somewhere. Yes. Or that a butler. Yes. I think it's important that those things go to the person who has held that office. This man, of course, <laughs> is Ricky Ponting. G'day, Ricky. G'day guys, how you going? Good, thanks Rick, Very how are well. you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I think there's only one of the four of us that's had a butler in his time through his career. Oh, <laughs> got to be turn it up, Charlie. Hados, there's got to be Hados. <laughs> that is just, that is ridiculous, man. I've been reading your book, you're coming from, you know, the whole blue collar thing, mate. You have changed significantly. <laughs> <laughs> you are silver spoon stuff. I know you talk about Justin Langer having silver spoon, but I reckon you've gone to the dark side, Joe. Mate, JL didn't have a silver spoon, a golden spoon. We don't know that. <laughs> hey, Punta, first of all, can I say congratulations on... It should be no surprise mm. to anybody that you've slipped into the commentary box and done Seems it brilliantly. Yeah. It is, apart from the analysis, but also that down-to-earth sense of humour, it's been great fun to watch. You've been enjoying yourself? Yeah, it's been good fun. It's been good fun sitting alongside Mark Waugh and having the ability just to tell a few little yarns on him and talk about his dress sense. Harry High Pants. All that sort of yeah. stuff. <laughs> just tell him just yeah, to put him down a bit. Night, didn't we? Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, no, look, it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun. And, and that was the reason that I chose to go and work with Channel 10, knowing that it's working alongside some of my better mates out of the game. So, look, it's been fun so far. It's been a 
a reasonably easy transition, I guess. I mean, as much as you miss being out there and playing, it's, it's been good fun to be still involved in the game a little bit and mm-hmm. talk about the game and probably give the fans just a slightly different perspective on the T20 game because I think, as Haydos knows, it is a lot more of a tactical and skill-based game than what the average punter probably gives it credit for. And Ricky, you give a wonderful insight. I watched the game that you commentated between the Sydney Thunder and the Brisbane Heat. A wonderful insight, like you said, something a little bit different that we can look inside as people haven't played the game at the highest level from your side. But um, from my own experience as well, how does it go? You haven't been very long out of the game when you maybe have to say something a little bit critical about somebody that you know? Pretty easy last night, Bozzer, when I saw my ex-team, the Hobart Hurricanes, make a mess of a game last night. It was pretty easy <laughs> How did they be, lose that? Yeah, pretty easy to be critical last night. But, um, look, I, that's the way you have to be, in my mm. belief, as a commentator. If you want to be any good at it, you just have to tell it the way it is. Yeah. It's no good just trying to dance around certain issues. And I'll always be on the player's side because mm. that's where I come from. And Haydos knows that very well. You know, mm. I'll defend and stand up for players as much as I possibly can. But mm. if there's something that's obviously, you know, a bad decision that they've made or a bad shot, then you've got to explain it that way to the crowd as well. Yeah. What about a bad call, punt? Yesterday, you and Junior, uh, Mark Warp, were like two grandmothers arguing over a dodgy game of 500 that they just lost or something. Over that uh, LBW with Travis Bird yes, last night, what, who got it right in the end, do you reckon? Well, as it, as it turned out, Doss, like watching it from the box, the, box, uh, the commentary box of the SCG is a long way away and it's up nice and high. And when it happens, you can sort of hear another noise through your, your can suggesting that it might have clicked his front pad first. And as it happened, I put my finger up live watching yeah, you it live, gave not, him, watching, didn't you? Not, yeah, not watching the monitor. And then Junior hopped all over the top of him and said, yeah, I reckon that's out. You know, we need, and then he got onto the, you know, pushed the mute button and got on the director saying, oh, we need to see a lot more replays of that. And then when we saw the first replay, it jumped straight off the middle of his bat. And then <laughs> Junior, because he said it, he thought it was out initially, and you know how stubborn he is. Yeah, he's so He just stubborn. kept asking for more and more and more replays, and he just kept digging himself a bigger hole. So, um, it, was, it was quite funny. And he's, man, he's, a, he's a beauty. I mean, he's, I've been a little bit a little bit harsh on him over the last couple of games, and oh, I think it's brilliant. taken us about... I think it's taken us sort of four or five games of working together until we've actually agreed on one thing, and that was after the game last night. So. Good balance. It's a good balance. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ricky, uh, just going back a little bit then to another form of the game, 5-0. Uh, did you enjoy did you lap that up? Oh, absolutely. I think every cricket fan in Australia or around the world lapped that up. Um, just seeing the way the boys played. It was back like the test cricket of the, the early 90s and early 2000s. You, you know, the way the really, the really good and champion Australian teams played. You know, it wasn't only that they're out there talking about how aggressive they were going to be and what they were going to do to the to the English, but they actually did it out in the middle where it really counted in the pressure moments, which we haven't been able to do for the last couple of years. So, you know, to see them, the English sort of crumble and roll over the way they did and, you know, players returning home and mm. folks retiring mid-series and all that sort of stuff, I mean, from, from someone that's been on the, the receiving end of a couple of Ashes losses, that was, that was just absolutely magnificent to watch that unfold. Yeah, and Ricky, I saw one of your articles pertaining to the fact that, you know, with all these Englishmen going home and the problems that they've had, that there must be something maybe behind the scenes that we're not hearing that's going on. Do you still stand by that? Have you heard anything else? Um, oh, you hear rumblings all the time, Bozzy, yeah, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's not the first time, and that's why I decided to come up and bring it up again because, mm-hmm. it, you know, we know that there are certain players in their side that when things aren't going perfectly or to plan, that they'll start bringing each other down. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, Haydos knows the English guys all too well as well, and we've seen it happen in the past. And, you know, to the point where one of their coaches was, was forced out five or six years ago, and Andrew Strauss had had some disagreements with some of the senior players as well, and before he knew it, he retired. So, mm. 
Yeah, look, I, they couldn't have played that badly, I don't believe, unless there was a lot of rumblings yeah. and undermining going on behind closed doors. Yeah, 100%. Chartie, um, it's been a while since you retired, a number of months, but um, have your feet stopped turning yet with the release of Ponting at the close of play, your autobiography? Has that been going well for you? And have you actually stopped and absorbed for a second, you know, like what it all means now moving forward? Oh, yeah, I have, Doss, as far as... as, far as cricket and that, that part of my life's concerned absolutely I have you know I you know, retired what is it two December to go now but then you know I went to the IPL and played over well sorry finished domestic season in Australia first with mm. with Tassie which was great we ended up yeah. winning the Shield final and that was something that I hadn't done through my career one of the big boys I had in my career was not having won a domestic title so it was yeah. good to do that I uh, went to the IPL on a playing stint didn't play very well there ended up dropping myself as captain and making room for another one of the overseas players to come in but we won that tournament as well. Then I went to the, to England and played a couple of months with Surrey, which was a lot of fun, and yeah. ended up in the Caribbean Premier League playing some T20 cricket over there. And when I got halfway through that tournament, trust me, I had cricket well and truly done and dusted and out of the system by, by then. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, as you say, I got back to Australia, launched the book. That kept me really busy. That was pretty much 60 days travelling around the country. Yeah. Um, talking about myself, which is something I'm not that comfortable with. And, You're doing um, a pretty good job so far. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, I, don't worry, I've, I've learned from the best. There we go. Calm down, Richie. Now, calm down. In fact, Ricky, um, Ricky, uh, before you get back to that, I should just point out that uh, Matthew Hayden was reading your book the other day, and the first thing he did was go to the index to see if he was mentioned. How many? Oh, times. yeah, of course. Now you three. Now you three. And part B of it was he's got a life-size cardboard cut out of himself in his own house from when he had his book. you have so, such a thing in your place? Uh, no. If I did, it would be, be, classi- be classified as haunting my house. Or something like that. Uh, Ricky Ponting, it's great to talk to you. Where Are you, are you uh, you're off yeah. out of the country or something at the moment? What's going on? Yeah, just sneaking away for a couple of days. We've got some, um, some very good supporters of our foundation over in the Middle East, actually, over in Dubai. So we're going wow. over there just to catch up with a couple of the great supporters over there. Downtown duty free have been good supporters of it, yep. so we're going to go over and just do some stuff out of there for a couple of days while I've while I've got a slight break in the in the big bash calendar. So mm. um, yeah, good to get away. Boom. My wife and I haven't had much time together either. Either recently, we had both families stay with us over Christmas, so we had 24 people staying in our house from Christmas Eve until about <laughs> the 28th. So um, that was uh, wow. exceptionally busy. We needed a good chef actually, but no one sort of yeah. offered to come well, down I mean, and do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very yeah. expensive, but yeah, I would have done it probably. But although I was, he was talking about Bozer actually, yeah, full game of cricket with 12 men, yeah, 24 say, people. Who told Adolf I was talking about him there? Yeah, he's he's <laughs> <laughs> hey, Charlie, we're coming out of retirement again for your tribute game. Tell us about that, mate. Yeah, mate, looking forward to that. And thanks again, Doss, for agreeing to come down and play in that. Um, I've been lucky to be granted a tribute game by the, the Launceston City Council, actually, wanted to oh, to put something on for me down there. And I, and I agreed to go ahead with the game if they would agree to give all the money that was raised on the day to the Ponting Foundation. So um, already uh, we've sold about 12,000 tickets already, which wow, for Launceston's yeah. a reasonably big deal. That's just about everyone anywhere, that's in Launceston is, is coming along. So, yeah, we've... Um, yeah, Doss is playing. Gilly's coming down. Brett Lee's coming down. Bluey, Damien Fleming, Hughes, Ian Healy. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's uh, still a bit sick and sorry. I think after his last. Will the bunny go around? He talked it up, didn't he? Yeah. He talked up a good game. He talked up a good game, old oh, Hughes, and then long, a bit of a battering. Oh, he was brave. Yeah. I can tell you that. All right, well, look, all, yeah, all, all so the best. That'll be, be a lot of fun. Yeah, mate. Good all the best for that, good and uh, everything in the foundation does too. Uh, just brilliant, mate. Uh, captain, my captain, it's lovely to talk to you again. Uh, thanks for being part of the show. Have a safe trip, Rick. No, great stuff, boys.
Tony Squires. The KFC Summer Session. KFC Summer Session with Mark Bosnich, Maddie Hayden, and Tony Squires. Uh, on mm. this program, we like to keep you informed of what's going on in our lives. And certainly, if we've started a conversation some other day, we need to finish it. We need, you need to have closure mm. on an anecdote. And uh, yep. the anecdote being, well, we had that whole discussion about what ridiculous things your partner brought home. It was off the back of what happened to you, Hados, which yep. was the mangrove. 900 root. kilogram mm-hmm. yes. mangrove root. Yeah. Yeah. Which, was, which was a purchase. Yeah. Not, it wasn't like a you know, beauty or romantic moment on the beach that we sort of dragged it on board. No, it wasn't anything to do with that. It was actually brought home. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I, I was... By your beautiful wife, Kel, I understand. Beautiful yeah. wife, mm-hmm. Kelly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, having a couple of cold ones the other day and I was trying to work out a purpose for this rather bizarre-looking object. Mm. I finally found one, gents. What what I converted it into a mobile... Fishing rod rack. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've currently got about 19 rods hanging off each one of its See? arms. It's just perfect. That's phenomenal. Adaptability <laughs> is a mark of a genius. It is. is Old Tony uh, saying. What is Dr. Bods? What, what's your opinion on that one? Adaptability is the mark of a genius. Oh, okay, You're a genius. Sorry. Old Tony yeah. saying. Yeah. It, it, Read it two weeks ago. Is Kel as happy with the scenario as you are? Oh, I assume not. No. <laughs> because for her, this is a, a work of art, isn't it? Yes, it's an it's installation, yeah. really. But, but it's now a perfect work of art because it's not only obscene, but it's also functional. <laughs> oh. so you probably actually sell that for absolute mozza. A fishing rod holder. A fishing rod piece of art. It is great. Now, <laughs> now that you've texted oh, I like it anyway now. It is very it's happy. valuable to me now. Yeah, it's got a pride of place. So that will now. See, you too, you've made it something that well, uh, works. Well done, you. You are always, Thank you. always on top of your game. Uh, there you go. Look, I, I'll let you know very shortly the number to call if you want to get in touch with Dr. Bowles. I know there are oh, many yes. people who have problems that may be smaller than that one or larger mm. than the one that Matthew Hayden has solved. The KFC Summer Session. At the beginning of the show, Boz, yes. uh, you said, well, this. Penultimate. Oh, penultimate. Yeah. The second to last show. We've got a we list. had a pentathlon. That means eight events. Uh, shouldn't we say this eight days before the last show? <laughs> Should have maybe said penorkel head. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Pen, uh, a pentathlon, not really uh, eight. Uh, I think it is eight, buddy. More like five, I think, Boz. <laughs> is it five? I was going to say at the start, because at the start of the show, you know, you don't want to have kind of, oh, gee, I've got something wrong immediately from the off. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you just... Is it five events? You have yeah. a crack, though, yeah. don't you, Boz? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I do. Yeah. All right, well, you learn something every day. Yep. Well, see, most people have learned that a long time ago. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, I know decathlons tend to, I guess, pentathlon. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, we should have said it five days ago. <laughs> See, eight's usually oct something. Oct something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pentathlon yeah. Is, yeah. is a contest featuring five events. The name is derived from Greek, but combining the words penti, five, and athlon well, competition. Well, thank you, Dr. Obvious. Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Now, now that you've just you know, Googled wow. on your phone. All right. Uh, are you, this is the thing I'm yes, interested buddy. in. Are you passing these kind of life lessons on to your yes. beautiful daughter? Yes. Uh, because I understand you had response. What did you do last oh, night? I was babysitting last night. Well, some of us call that yeah. parenting. Oh, uh, parenting, yeah. You well, I was babysitting. Well, well, I was your own child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because I went to Melbourne, as you all know, on Tuesday. went mm. to the game and had a bit of a night out with some friends later on mm-hmm. and then came back yesterday, come here straight to the show. Yeah. And my beautiful partner, Sarah, said, well, I'm going to go with the girls tonight. I said, no problem. I'll look after Allegra. So when I got in from mm-hmm. the show, walked back home and uh, she was asleep yeah. when mummy left and she woke up at about half an hour later yeah. and... Uh, I put on Sophia the first. I thought that was good of me. It's a TV show, is it? Yeah, I've got the diary here, so so you can just make a clean judgment. Right? Okay. TV show. It's yeah. on the Nickelodeon. I put that on a mm-hmm. couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, changed the nappy. I offered her something to eat. Right. She wouldn't take it, so yeah. I ordered pizza. <laughs> and I had a margarita, and she had the kitties' pizza. 
And then oh, she was getting drink a bit, the margarita. Yeah, yeah. She, she was getting a bit stroppy and so forth. I thought I'd take her for a walk. What this time is, is about, this? Oh, this is about quarter past eight now. So at we night. Were, yeah. So How we, old is she? Oh, two and a half. Yeah. Is it not a bedtime uh, arrangement? Well, you've got to be adaptable in life. And there was sometimes, you know, you can't get her in too much of a routine. She'll be too rigid as she grows up. So I thought adaptability. Did you, know, did you actually say like this? like you and me, Squicey, no, rigid. Exactly. <laughs> did, you, did you actually say the sentence about a child, you can't put him in too much of a routine? Yeah, it's not too much. You've no, not read no, many no, books no, about parenting. No, no, maybe. because then, you know, well, what about if you have to go do training for a special forces and they have you stay out for a whole day or something? <laughs> you've got to be used to that as a child. So anyway, I took her for a walk down King Street Wharf. We, walk, we walked uh, past. Uh, SeaWorld and uh, the animal place at Madame Tussauds. And she saw these uh, animals on the wall, mm-hmm. uh, the koala and the kangaroo she was kissing on the wall. She was hallucinating was, by this yeah, <laughs> And I was pointing um, to the crocodile and the spider. She didn't like, but that was good. Uh-huh. And then I thought, you know, 8.45, getting to 9, is pro- probably get her back in. And uh, as a reward, I got a calippo. 9 p.m. Uh, you got her a calippo? <laughs> yeah, because she behaved herself. for staying up till 9 o'clock. Yeah. And then when we got home, and then mum come home at about 9.30, and um, I went to sleep because I was absolutely knackered. And <laughs> when I woke up this morning, when I woke up this morning, I was told by Sarah, did you give her any sugar late last night? And I went, well, technically it's not sugar. I gave her an ice. She goes, why? I said, well, she was up nearly all night. I went, oh, okay, sorry. But I made her breakfast this morning. Did you what? Fruit Loops? No, <laughs> no, no. Scrambled eggs, buddy, if with some chia seeds. Take you, that one, Ado. Chia seeds. If you were to Google bad parenting, that's yeah. what would come up. What picture of Bozza? It would just be a template. What you just described to us <laughs> oh. is exactly the. It's actually more like a boot camp by the sound of it. A boot camp, Bozza. Bozza, that is extraordinary. There you go. Well done. Terrific. You won't be called on for babysitting very much. Well, I thought you know, like eight o'clock, isn't that good exercise as well before you go to bed? Like walking down the wharf and that. Before you go to bed, she's two. She should have been in bed an hour before that. I made her run a couple of hills as well. <laughs> the KFC Summer Session. All right, we only have uh, today and tomorrow left to share with you and with each other, the three of us. Pentathlon and day. It is. <laughs> it's the penultimate day. Thanks, That's it. Boz. That's it. I'm getting there. Yeah, you are. Uh, and look, uh, I like so much about both of you, as you know. I've grown to love you over the past Thank few Thank you very weeks. much, Tony. Thanks, the feeling, The feeling's mutual. Mm, but there's just something that, just one thing, I didn't think it would be anything from uh, you, Haydos. I thought it would right. definitely be something from Boz definitely. that would annoy me um, yeah. before the time was up. But I, I've just been mulling this over a little bit over the past few days. Mm. Pretty early in the show, um, Haydos, yeah. you said something that's got my goat. That's right. Mm. Oh, sorry. You said, <clears throat> what did you describe as the most overrated thing in Making life? beds. Oh. Making the bed. Making making bed mm-hmm. and plural. Right. Beds. Look, and it, it seems a small matter now. Right. You're not happy about uh, No, I'm, saying, I'm not happy about it at all. It's obviously, <laughs> it's obviously turning massive matter here. Uh, I think it's What's really... What's your problem? Well, I think it's really important. I think that the um, unmade bed... Mm. Is just a sign of an unmade life, Hados. I, I think that <laughs> basically it's very important once we get out of bed. Our first thing is just that little early morning sense yep, of accomplishment right when you've yep. made the bed. Also, yep. the, just the look of it and the notion there's nothing better than climbing into a, a bed, a, a yes. well made. So you think bed. first thing even before going to the toilet? <laughs> well, look, I'll let I'm you. Just go t- to I'm the taking loo. notes. I'll, I'll let you go to the loo. You, I'll thank you, buddy. Uh, there, there's one thing that is good about um, jumping into a bed that's made. Yes. That you haven't made it. Well, if it's you. Yeah, okay. if, if, if you actually make it, it's not so good. But if someone else makes it, it's gold. In a survey of 68,000 people, Hados. <laughs> 68,000. Mm-hmm, 59% of the people don't make their beds. They're, they're a bit like you. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that's disturbing is that 71% of bed makers 
consider themselves happy, while 62% of non-bed makers admit to being unhappy. Oh, so there's a deep Ooh. sense of unhappiness. There is. There's an unrest that Bitterness. goes there. Mm. Uh, non-bed makers, uh, according to this survey, uh, and mm. look, it's a very good survey. It's mm. not like one of those like Ponds yeah. Institute with people yeah. with white lab coats. This yeah. is real. This is yeah. This <laughs> yep. is uh, non-bed pro- ma- proper stats. Correct. Non-bed makers hate their jobs. Rent yep. apartments, nothing yep. like that. I hate mine Avoid as I'm looking gym. over Morton Bay here. Yeah. It's Dolphins in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems weird me saying this. Sorry, Koala, just move a little to the left. You're <laughs> yeah. distracting me here. I know it seems odd me saying this to a man who has represented his country yes. and is one of the true greats. <laughs> yes. uh, but I, I just, I, it concerns me you're that you, you have, it doesn't make me happy that you don't yeah. make your bed. And you're, con- because, down, you've got a bed. because you love hate us so much, you're thinking, especially yeah. in view of the survey, that maybe he's unhappy. He's got a bed in the background where he is now yes. at North Stradbroke Island. And he, is it made? It looks made. It looks made for. for and, who, and ask the question: Who made it? Who made who it? Made it? I made the bed. Oh. Did you? I made the bed. Oh. You made the bed. We have the rule that whoever gets out of bed last makes the bed. Oh, okay. Is it a sheet or is it a quilt? What is no, it? No, it's it's a quilt. Oh. It's a quilt and it's got some sh- you know, got See, a sheet. Obviously, that's a good rule and because good it rule. encourages and you to get up. That out doesn't of mean that I have to like it though. No, I just do it because you know, like it's taking one for the team. Self satisfaction after, after what, what? What have you taken for the team, Squizzy? I mean, you've been complaining of a sore back, Bozer, every day of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Since we've been doing the show, he's been saying, well, let's get him true. into Pilates. Let's yeah. get him well, into tomorrow, yoga Lattes. If he can get babysitters tomorrow, Hados, I've arranged for – I'm definitely going, but I've arranged also a spot for Mr. Tony Squires to come with me to Body and Life Yoga in Surrey Hills, and we're going to do it, buddy. But see, the problem is the lack of commitment. See, mm. I'm committed. I made the bed. <laughs> I don't like making the bed, but I made the bed. Right. What are you committed to do about your I'm bag? committed not to let Bozza babysit my children. You're not the one who's going to get the job. I can what tell you right What about doing Pilates with that Bozza? Okay. I'll, I'll we'll see have if a Calippo afterwards You'll if we see do it if. well. He's I'll not going, mate. <laughs> He's not going, trust I will, me. I will make my bed if I can bend Kit Kat <laughs> to pull up the shoots. The KFC Summer Session. Uh, Carmichael Hunt, who, of course, the former rugby league player, has been playing AFL now with the Gold Coast Hunts for a few seasons. Mm. Uh, injury. Slightly mm. unusual injury that's put him uh, his training back a little bit, his pre-season training. What? Well, he's broken his toe playing with his daughter in the backyard. Oh. Uh, that's the information we have. Hunt broke his little toe. They weren't doing a pentathlon, were they? <laughs> I don't think they were. <laughs> After he kicked an, un- kicked an unknown object while playing with daughter Halo Amelia. Halo. That's mm-hmm. a nice name. Uh, so he's had to try to train, obviously showed signs of dis- discomfort. The club's given him a week off. Un- unusual sporting injuries. Uh, Wait, sorry, uh, which toe did he break? Little toe. It doesn't say which toe it was. Oh, yeah, it does. Little toe, you're right. Absolutely. He broke his little toe. That's not much of an injury. You can play through that, can't you? Well, we don't know, but I know I've had other injuries. If it's um, anything, the pain... What have you had, boss? Um, Rotator cuff, shoulder, hamstring... Uh, so, sorry, rota how? Rotator, rotator cuff. cuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, you're going to laugh at this, Hados. Actually, right. went, the, I actually come to Hope punch. So. Well, you will. <laughs> I, come to come, I, I was playing against Coventry, and I come to punch a ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the guy went to head the ball, and he missed heading the ball, and he headed right in my shoulder. Uh-huh. Right. So we're going to doctor after doctor after doctor. Anyway. And what? To, sorry, push your shoulder back. Well, into must, your... yeah, but it was like it was unusual sort of thing, you know. So the doctor I went to in the end, the, the really good one, right at the end, turned around and said to me, look, he goes, I still can't understand just a blow like that would do anything mm. you know, to the shoulder. What did you do when you were a youngster? Yep. And this is the guy who'd operated on Wazim Akram and, mm-hmm. and Steve Backley, the javelin throw. And I said, yep. I used to bowl a lot. He went, that's uh, it. It was a so cricket you, injury. Well, he said, you bowled, injury. you bowled that much as a youngster yep. that it wasn't allowed to grow properly. So in the end, the tendons over your shoulder from sort of from the top of your collarbone were like uh, ropes uh, oh, over the end oh, of that's a, incredible over yeah. the end of a cliff. So all it needed was a blow like that to um, 
um, to, to, to set it back. I was out for about three or four months. Any any um, ridiculous injuries? I've done some ridiculous things. Yeah, I've kicked coffins and broke my big toe. I've for had those rest- who don't know, coffin, of course, is the... Uh, cricket carry bag. Carry bag. Yeah. Big, yeah. hard things they are. Mm-hmm. I've uh, broken my rib having a big uh, friendly wrestle with uh, Shane Watson in large change rooms. Really? I dug up against wow. it and smashed my rib open. Co- actually cost me a few games as well, that one. It was a really annoying injury. Mm-hmm. But the funniest of all time was uh, in the 93 Ashes Tour when Shane Warne uh, came in the dressing room mm-hmm threw his bat up against the side of a coffin yeah. and hit Bob Simpson smack bang in the shin <laughs> and just floored him, bang, gone, dropped. And Bob Simpson, he had been going on about this the whole tour. He could, you know, could not stomach any kind of dummy spitting or the, the works, you know, yeah. coming off after being dismissed. Anyways, I'm sitting next to Tim May, who we call Doink the Clown. And, <laughs> and he is not laughing. He is just busting up the inside and we're just hanging our heads in shame. And Bob Simpson proceeds to pick up the back and goes, oh, stuff you, Warnie. And he gets the, the, I think he was using GM bats at the time, and he starts hacking into the top of the coffin until the bat was completely snapped in two and then stormed out of the dressing room. Bob <laughs> oh, Simpson. Massive dummy spit it was. Oh. Doink the Clown. Doink the Clown. That is the greatest (laughs) nickname ever. Doink the Clown. Bobby Simpson's a legend.